This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Zone Time. I'm Julian alongside Sam. Justin Cuthbert is here. Omar is also in the house as well, uh, fresh off uh, in the mentions. How is it doing that live show? By the way, I tried to keep that on uh, after the Leafs game, which I'm pretty sure uh, you were very happy about. Trust the process. Go Leafs, go. Okay, that's a very reasonable thing to put up on a on a board. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Doing these, doing it was was cool. I mean, doing it in the mentions have been has been cool all um all year, and again, doing it live, I think, was really sick. And you know, the the chat was great. There are a lot of good questions and. You know the game like uh, like uh, like that. There's a lot to talk about, so it was it was solid. It was great. Thank you if you're listening to this and we're uh, on the stream. That's awesome, and uh, you know hope to see and hear you and uh, you know see all the comments uh, for game two. Look at Omar just being a humble superstar, Sam. Look at Omar <laughs> being a humble superstar. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> I try. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, some people have big inflated egos when they do these shows, but uh, not you, Omar, at least not yet. Anyway, I, I wanted I to inflated oh, ego if Wayne Simmons followed me on Twitter. That's very true. That is very oh. true. Wait, not everyone here has <laughs> Wayne Simmons follow them on Twitter. Unlike someone here. So Omar, congratulations. You have that yeah, and that you was... have a live show going for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was cool. Um, and you know, uh, you know, hopefully I, I you know, hopefully maybe one day he'll see, one of the moments where he does something and it's, and it's captured and it's like, Hey, cool. That's awesome. That's sick. Uh, for example, like the, his whole skating away from the scrum from, uh, from game one is uh, <laughs> something that that's blowing up a lot. So um, yeah, I think that's actually pretty funny to see in the playoffs, how a lot of clips like uh, kind of go over the place, like, and they end up on TMZ, for example, uh, something from last night ended up on TMZ. Yeah. Literally the, uh, uh, Wait, really? Riley, yeah, yeah. The Riley fight with uh with uh with Ruta. Um, there was a TMZ post about it. So really, yeah. It's even TMZ's into just a Toronto. Really, that's yeah, I I the weirdest. That. The weirdest yeah. hockey things end up on TMZ. Like, yeah, super I mean, weird. I mean, it's not. I mean, I, I'm sure they've the TMZ. Maybe someone in that office. A few people in that office are probably like. I mean, it's in California, so maybe they have like. Kings fans, or 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 mm-hmm. get to the Kings at some point, but like California fans, it's not above them to do hockey, I guess. But like, yeah, it's interesting that they would put that there. Yeah, yeah, it's always always is. But hey, 
you know, yeah, there's a little shock good. value with, uh, you know, Jan Ruta bleeding and all that stuff. It's maybe that's what gets them going. They are, uh, that's true. you know, they're into the salacious stuff. So maybe that hits the, <laughs> it's, hits the, bu- hits the bucket for them. I have no idea. I have no idea. I was about to say, has hockey gotten so soft to everybody that like if blood appears once that has to be TMZ worthy? I don't know. <laughs> okay. There's a segment I wanted to do. That's pretty much going to take up most of the time of this episode. Uh, I'm going to read off a statement and you are all going to tell me if it's an overreaction or not. These are not necessarily my thoughts. These are just thoughts that I figure maybe people are thinking of right now. So uh, I'm going to throw out a line and you all just tell me if it's an overreaction or not. Let's, Let's see if we can get this first one out the way. Plan the parade. The Leafs are winning the Stanley Cup. Is this an overreaction? Yeah, well, that's an overreaction, hundred percent. Like as, as, as I got worried, you were shaking your head. I thought you were gonna be like, no, it's not. No, that's an overreaction, man. Like as, listen, okay, game one was sick. I was swearing the entire time because like I, I make the joke all the time that like you know I wonder how what the universe is like where like the Leafs are good in the playoffs. Like I wonder what that looks like, and like game one was like a glimpse of that. Um, but I'm not going to say that, like, they won the series from, like, one game, man. Like, like Tampa, if anything, like, game two, I think, would be a lot, will be a lot more indicative of, of how the rest of, how, how the rest of the series will go. Um, and if the Leafs can continue playing the way that they played in game one and game two, I think that will be, um, a, a, you know, a secure thing. But, like, listen, man, let's just, like, Let's just win around first before before uh, that that starts getting thrown out. So like I know a lot of Leafs fans are, are, are hyped and excited, but like that's that's a, that's an overreaction for sure. Okay. I mean, it's definitely an overreaction, but like it's less of an overreaction than it was if said twenty four to forty eight hours prior, right? I mean, yeah. we're looking at probabilities; they're a little bit more likely to get through Tampa, and thus a little bit more likely to get through into the Stanley Cup final. I mean, they're really 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 good team like pretty pretty impressive what they did i'm trying to i'm having a hard time like gauging what exact exactly tampa is i i know we understand the standard that they set but are they prepared to do it again did the leafs beat a team last night that just doesn't have the horses this year i'm not really sure uh but i'm really having trouble poking holes in this leafs team at this point uh they looked really really exceptional in game one and i think they can keep it going for a bit I'm with Omar. It's, I think it's a massive overreaction, but that being said, that was, that was a f- objectively fun game to watch. And I, t- I took a lot of crap from people other than Leafs fans for, for oh, saying shit. they were the dark horse last week. And then last night tweeting that they were fun. Um, but I stand by it. Like they look, that was a fun game to watch. And I, I'm here for fun hockey. Like I'm not going to just you know, it's fun to, it's fun to make the same joke about the Leafs every year, but it's way more fun to actually see a good hockey game. Yeah. There are a lot of non-Leafs fans who I will say were pissed of how that game went, whether they actually said it in those words or not. I can tell there was a, a large portion of hockey Twitter that was not, were not too pleased um, with how that game went. And we had a certain account that said, oh, the fix is in. I'm done watching, which give me a break. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's that certain account? Put some name. Put put your name on it. Put the name on Mark it. Mark Mathot. Mark Mathot tweeted that the fix Mark is Mathot? in. And I'm done watching. And it's like. What? What, man? Like, 
the fix is in. What the heck does that even mean? What, like, what, 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 what? The game was rigged for the Leafs to win that way? It was rigged? Like, every time <laughs> I see, like, every time I see things, like, rigged and the Leafs using the same, in the same uh, sentence, it makes me so mad. Show me the cups, then, if things are rigged. There was literally a goal. It was 6 nothing. There was a goal last, last night where the puck crossed the line and they said it wasn't a goal. So like, <laughs> so, like I don't know. I don't know like what like what fix we're talking about. I just I feel like, like you can't make the joke that they can't get out of the first round every year and then at the same time be like the league is trying to fix things in favor for them. Like these after, things are not after consistent. One, after one win, yeah. you're going that after hard. After one win. Speaking of overreactions, I think that is the overreaction here. Oh my gosh. Jeez. They also had seven, they were shorthanded for seven of the first 13 minutes of the game. That's not mm-hmm. exactly uh fix well that's the strategy used to fix the game it's it's pretty flawed right like geez man god <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i missed that mark Mathot tweet i didn't i didn't realize that uh yeah. someone was already insinuating that the game was was jigged or was rigged i should say wow the leafs are hard done by but what a what a what a, it, gotta say i feel for y'all anyway uh what about this one there will be no three peak for the tampa bay lightning is that an overreaction to say after one game they're not going to win it this year. Less of an overreaction, I think, than the Leafs because, you know, again, probabilities, I guess, sort of be the one bringing up probabilities. But, like, this team's been through a lot. They've been through a lot over the past two years. They've played a lot of hockey. They're still a good team. They're still a great team. They still might be the best team. But even being the best team isn't always promised uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, you know, they could still get to 16 wins for sure. Um, but it's maybe the most difficult path with the Leafs and then Florida and then whoever comes out of the Metro and maybe Colorado on the other side. Like if they did it again, it might even be more impressive than the other two Stanley Cups that they've won. Uh, but they are 16-0 after a loss in recent history, and they're going to have a chance to prove that again. When did you become a numbers guy? I don't know. <laughs> don't you have to be to be in this? Don't you have to be in this industry? It's like we're just—it's always numbers, isn't it? I'm just like scanning charts all last night, trying to run through my my game uh, my game story. It's just you got to got to live with the times, I guess. Hey, yeah, he's like short of Dom Lachizan over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, I I think it's 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 one game. It's it's one game, and you know. Like, or we're, 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 it's only a matter of time before the cliche of, you know, you don't lose the series until you lose a game at home. Uh, cliche uh, starts, starts getting used. So there, there's so much hockey that left to be played. And, you know, you have to expect that, you know, Tampa's going to bounce back from what, from what we saw in game one. Again, that's not to take anything away from what the Leafs did. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot, which is a little frustrating. And that it's not that, like, it's not that the Leafs won, it's that Tampa lost. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, like, you know, Tampa just wasn't at their best or John Cooper was like, oh, you know, you don't want to give off freebies in the playoffs. But, you know, we, we gave that one like, man, come on like that. I hope that I hope the least see at least at least see that quote. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's way too early to say that um, that the three peat is off or whatever. It can still happen. And but if it doesn't happen, I, de- I don't think it'll be this series that prevents it. Like to Justin's point, it's a it's going to be a tough a tough path uh, to get there. Shout out uh, Omar for being so well-reasoned and not taking the bait at all to just lose his mind over this one game. This is, this is very well like dialed back here. Like game two, if if the Leafs win game two, it's going to be very different, I think, but like, no, 
Man. I have I I need I I I need to see the advance word for me to I, I have a short term memory, Julian. I've seen things. I've seen many things, haunting things, if you will. You know what they did? You know what they did in the in the opener? I'm sorry, I, I just have to get this up. The the Go opening ahead. the opening little segment to the playoffs. You know what they showed? What they, they show? showed May 2013. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see James Reimer on the ice. After the first game seven, I don't need to see that. I'm trying to get hyped and excited for the game. Why are you doing that to me? Why? So, you know, so, so, and I think that was done to, again, to remind us that things can happen, not in a pessimistic way, just that, you know, things can take place. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to do the hockey cliche thing. I'm going to take it one game at a time. They win game two, sick. They win, they win game three, cool. They win in game four, then that's where I go full unhinged. Whoa, 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 So whoa, whoa, we'll see. Whoa, 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 not calling whoa, whoa, for a sweep. I'm not saying it's going to be whoa, a sweep, but you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If, if uh, the four that's wins. That's what it kind of sounds like, the way you describe no, it. There's no way it's going to be a sweep. But um, if, <laughs> but no, 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 no. All kidding, all kidding aside, like I, I need I need the four wins to, to start to kind of over it, to start to lose it a little bit. So, okay. Good thing all we right. have live shows to test this level of composure that he's, you know, the standard that yeah. he wants to maintain here <laughs> yeah who, who does the 10-year retrospective of may 2013 first uh yahoo sports or some other outlet probably the athletic <laughs> <laughs> uh all right sam let me throw this one at you andre vasilevsky isn't the same dominant goalie we thought he was i think that's an overreaction after game one although i did <laughs> Say in our group chat, are we sure Vasilevsky's in net tonight? Because yes, not we did ask that question. We did because I, I, he looked like, like if if the Monstars were looking for hockey players, he sucked. They sucked the powers from Andre Vasilevsky. He looked like human Mike Smith, actually. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I think in general, in general, anything after making any kind of bold statement after one game is an overreaction. And that's definitely an overreaction. You know, goalies are goalies are voodoo. He's, he's entitled to have a bad game. Maybe he has one bad game and goes on, goes on a run. Like that's something Vasilevsky could absolutely do. So I think that's an overreaction. Okay. Definitely an overreaction, but I mean, because this guy's when do goaltenders hit their prime 27, 28, that's what Vasilevsky is. He's 27 turning 28. So he should be in his prime. However, 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 he might need four months to just rest the legs a bit. Maybe that's reality. Maybe he's not going to be as good as he was the last two runs because he's been through so many games and played so much hockey lately. So perhaps he's not Vasilevsky of 2020 and 2021 in 2022. Yeah. I mean, like how many like full-on split saves across the crease can you make before you just say, hey, I think I need a break um but you know i i agree i think it is a little, little bit of an overreaction i think we should expect um vasileski to be better and hopefully the leafs are prepared for that okay last one off the lightning leaf series uh mitch marner has exercised his playoff demons is that an overreaction no he has yeah that okay. goal was big yeah. that was a huge 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 goal the chain swinging as he scored that that was yeah. that's one of the Gangster. that's one of the most swaggy goals I've seen. The players. literally, literally. I mean, he needed that. He needed that so so badly. And I think honestly, 
it's not just that like that's the thing that I think he stews over the fact that he doesn't like I literally think he tried to change his game I'm not scoring enough goals and he's like I want to score more I want to be that player when really you're such a talented offensive player you don't need to do that but I feel like all that noise would get to a player like Marner he silenced the noise before it could begin with that goal and three points but his importance and that could it was written all over that game goes well beyond goal scoring and production him and David Kampf on that number one penalty kill there was no more important tandem or sequence or whatever than those two players on that uh, power play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. This guy does everything for the Leafs. And the fact that he could get that monkey off his back should liberate him. I think he's exercised his demons and he should be the Mitch Marner that we expect throughout this entire series. Okay. So we know that is, <laughs> so I think Cuthbert, you've said enough. All right, okay. let's go to this one. Fair. Mike Smith has finally wilted back into a pumpkin. He enters the playoffs with nine straight wins and then does what he did against the LA Kings, giving away that puck and allowing all those goals. Is Mike Smith, is it over? Is he a, is he a pumpkin? Please, Sam, please, please go. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think I went into this season expecting him to be a pumpkin. I'm impressed with his season. The dude, is he, he's 41. He's 41. Um, I mean, maybe he's not fully wilted yet. I still haven't seen Mike Smith um, throw his head back and dive like he's capable of doing. So until he has a full on Mike Smith flop, he's not fully pumpkin yet, but I think that's coming soon. There's some resentment in that. (laughs) He's got to be like the best diver in the league. I mean, and by best, I mean, most dramatic. (laughs) <laughs> I, I wonder if so you're you, you're not in the camp that says it's timmy stutzler who has that honor no it's mike smith look at the longevity look at like you could have years of mike smith flops they're glorious <laughs> best diver and best pizza delivery guy too i mean i think this guy just gets so hyped up and i think he just loses focus like he wants to be the difference but really if he just settles down and stops being Mike Smith, it would be the best thing for the Oilers. I guess the best thing for the Oilers would be not having Mike Smith as their number one goaltender. Uh, but this guy just can't help himself, it seems. And game one was another example of that. Yeah, just, that's a really good point. I think the the aspect of, I don't know. I don't know if like Mike Smith was like consciously trying to like grab the spotlight or whatever, but like at, at that game, it's, it's, it's three, three, it's you know the you know the third period's winding down it's just there's just no need for that there's no need for that play and the fact that that's a game winner the game winning it's a goal, hero move yeah 100 percent. and like it, it's unnecessary and if i'm yeah sure it's game one but like if i'm like mcdavid or like mcdavid like especially like especially like after we'll we McDavid from McDavid. oh my god like especially after that i'm like dude what the heck like there's just no need for it like there's no need for like the the, the 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 theatrics i guess like yes like mike smith has made a career of, of playing the puck and stuff but like sometimes a lot of times actually less is more and like man man like i am i am really interested to see how the rest of this, that series go because the series goes because i hope for mike smith's sake that that is not the the one moment that we're talking about um you know after the first round when it comes to the oilers the best tweet I saw okay. last night was somebody say, you'd think a goalie who came into the league with Sergei Zubov on his team would let his defense handle the puck. Do you see the tweet? 
from Greg Ballack. Uh, it's like the photo of, of him just as he loses the puck. It says, guess where Mike Smith went with this puck? And he has a clear <laughs> defenseman to his left. So it's like just a dotted so line. He didn't oh send it there. My God. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's man. Tough. That was really funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about this next one? Uh, Connor McDavid scored a top 10 goal of his career in that LA Kings game in game one. I say yes. That totally was. That's one of the best goals he scored. Just going end to end, cutting through. Maybe not as impressive as the one he scored against the Rangers or a few other ones, but I think I'm willing to put that in the top 10 considering the playoff stakes, considering the finish, considering the speed, everything. I don't think that's an overreaction to say it's among his best. I know he's done similar ones. It's not number one. It's not even top five, but I'm putting in the top 10. Yeah, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I think it's the context is important. Like we've seen McDavid go end to end in the regular season, you know, Rangers. Um, <laughs> well, actually, well, Patrick Nemeth. The Rangers, the Rangers wasn't wasn't end to end, but you know, it was still still a solid one. And the like, yeah, neutral McDavid, zone. Yeah, it, it was nice. McDavid doing that in the playoffs, man. Like that's that's completely different because again, like the the conversation is, oh, you know, can McDavid use a skill in the playoffs? And haha, maybe McDavid has to, you know, start, you know, playing more grit and stuff. I'm John Tortorella, and skill doesn't work in the playoffs. So like seeing it's a good that. Yeah, I know I try. Um, so so doing that end to end in the playoffs, I think is just great to see that, or not not to say that like it needed proving, but just if you need proof or evidence that Connor McDavid hockey can work and is as exciting in the playoffs as is in the regular season, like that goal is a pure uh, evidence of that. So that was wicked solid, not an overreaction at all. Omer, it's you're the one who. Uh tracks the ray ferraro moans right oh yeah uh, see wait I, wait, I was wait, wat- wait what what so, oh, yeah, I'll ray let, for, I'll ray, yeah ray ferraro has um first off love ray ferraro like literally like like my favorite color commentator um and in, in the game like i Amazing just love dude. i love love the fact that he just like wants to see goals and like hates when like coaches like shut things down he's hilarious and ray ferraro has done a thing where he literally moans if like if like austin matthews like or any like skilled player does something great like it started hey, with yo. Matthews. It started with Matthews, like <laughs> getting this disgusting, this disgusting snipe on on Malcolm Subban, um, whatever. And it's literally it's hilarious. Like there's actually like the compilation of like the times where like Ray Ferrara like has like these like exciting reactions to goals, which is awesome, which is sick. Uh, so that's the context of uh, Ray Ferrara. Love Ray Ferrara. He's awesome. So I'll say it's. I think it's an overreaction because it was probably four moans out of five for me. I think he's got <laughs> ten. Five out of five moans previously in his career, um, but it was pretty special, and it should have been a reminder to Mike Smith that you know maybe just let that guy handle the puck. <laughs> can that can that be the title of the of this clip? Four five out of five. Out of five. five. <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious. Yo, okay, there oh are children who listen to this podcast. I'm sure. Oh, I, I hope so we funny. can actually edit some moans into this <laughs> Whoa. From, hey yo from from ray you're Ferraro, a you know how things go down a color you need to do this the color commentator, commentator. enjoying hockey skills yes nothing beyond yes this. Yes. yes oh that's God. exactly what he bet the clearly he's just enjoying how the game goes and, and when you rate it that when you rate and review this podcast, five moans out of five, please. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yes. Yes. One moan thumbs up on YouTube. 
Um, only positive moaning comments on the comment section. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. you know, feel free, feel free to moan as as long as you want to. Absolutely, do that. <laughs> do all you've the gone, you've you gone down to. a rabbit hole. This oh yeah. Hilarious. Hey, look, man, look. I'm not above <laughs> people moaning at all. Do what you need to do to to enjoy. To do what you need to do. You enjoy yeah. hockey. Get off on enjoying hockey. Yes, Conrad Bach. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, it was, it was right there. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> off the rails so far, I don't even think we, we can see the rails anymore. This is not Whoa. where I thought this was going when he started with the most. <laughs> no, I even went farther than I thought I was going to go. Now it's just completely. Hey, Omar. Hey, Omar, yeah. how many moans do you think Ray would give this segment? Oh my god, that's a, <laughs> I'd say um seven moans out of ten. Oh, seven moans out of ten. Wow, seven, are, we, yeah. are we not doing a good enough job? Uh, <laughs> I said Nash would punch you in the face though. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right um, we are a podcast we uh, are professional uh at what we do some of us have jobs that go beyond talking about someone moaning on air sure uh, uh so let's get back into this segment uh <laughs> <laughs> i almost can't read the next one um philip Deneau is the best defensive forward in the playoffs right now I'll say it's not an overreaction because I think he kind of proved that or illustrated that uh, last year with uh, obviously his run with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it was kind of like a full de- de- demonstration from I'm still I'm still on motor. <laughs> <laughs> it was a full demonstration in game one. Uh, it wasn't yeah. just defensive prowess. Yeah, uh, he is exceptional, and defensive ability is his thing. So he's probably up there. I think David Camp is up there too, for all the Leaf fans and in the mention listeners and viewers. Yeah, yeah. Philip Deneau was all over the uh, the uh, the Edmonton Oilers, man. Ray Farrar would have loved his performance. Uh, I think mm-hmm. three even strike goals from his line in game one. Yeah. Uh, one shot between McDavid and Drysada when he went up against them for over eight minutes against them. Like, Phil Deneau, pretty he's, good. He's pretty, he, good. He's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Four bones out of four out of five bones out of five. Four more <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, what man. About, I mean, yeah, yeah Dino is sorry. Uh, just Dino, Dino, no, please the, go ahead. Dino's a center that you want in the playoffs on your team, like 100%. And I guess, and you know, to the point from last year, we've seen you know different evidence. The fact that you know the Kings are so willing to throw him, throw him out again against McDavid or, or Dry Saddle in any of those situations. I think, I think he's really has established or he really has become that player that the Montreal Canadiens thought he would be when they initially traded it for him from Chicago. And I know initially people were like, oh, who the heck is this guy? He doesn't score too many goals, but he was a defensive person. And we're like, okay, well, where's the, where's the defense? And I think he's finally kind of blossomed into that shutdown, reliable center that you can throw in any situation when the games are at um, are at their highest stake. So, yeah, not an overreaction at all. Like, Philip Deneau is a, a ridiculous player, and, you know, I would love to have him on the team. So, you know, seeing him compared to uh, David Camp is pretty solid. 
Yeah, I agree. Not an, not an overreaction. I think Harmondale did the, did the numbers, but in his head to head time on ice last night against McDavid and Dreisaitl, they had one shot on goal the entire time that he was on the ice. That's, that's that's absurd. Yeah. Wild. Can you imagine being the GM that said, you know what? I'm not going to resign you to a contract this past but offseason. I'll just take a job with your new team. Yeah. Mark- <laughs> <laughs> Save money that way. Yeah. I mean, I the, the better okay. one might be like, was he the single best addition the entire season? I think uh, he I mean, is. Yeah. Like Jack Eichel switched teams, but not having the impact that Phil Deneau's having right now. Mm-hmm. Phil Deneau had like, like, I mean, he had his career best in goals in the regular season. He's never scored that many goals. He outscored everyone on the Montreal Canadiens, I'm pretty sure. Uh, dude is, he's legit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make it right now. He's winning the Sunkie next year. I'm saying it right now. Okay. He's winning the Sunkie yeah, next year. He's, yeah. Maybe that's not a hot take. Let me just get that out now because there are a lot of other good players out there. He's winning the Sunkie trophy next year. Let's put, him, well, let's, let's put it out there. Yeah. Well, I remember there was a conversation about that, even like when he was still on the on the Canadians. I think it was the year that um Sean Courtier um won. But like that year, I want to say like his like his um shots repression stats were wild, were like really good. So I think even back then, people were still having the conversation on whether you know he can get um he can get a kind of a selfie nomination here or there. But yeah, yeah, like uh, like you know, we we talk about Patrice Bergeron and how he's like literally like like selfie man. Like there's literally he's literally in the so conversation kid. every every single year. And I think I think Deneau is well on, if not already in that position of being considered a Selkie every single year. All right. Let's move on to these final two here. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, they got walloped in that first game against the St. Louis Blues. Maybe they should just use Cam Talbot for the rest of their playoff series. Overreaction. I mean, I okay. didn't I didn't watch any of the game to be perfectly honest. Uh, I did. But Marc-Andre Fleury is, he's about this playoff life. He has his ups and downs, but if someone's going to be like that dynamic force that changes what might be the sort of fate that isn't going the way that Minnesota wants it to go, if St. Louis is the better team, who's going to step in and maybe reverse that trend? I think Marc-Andre Fleury has that ability where Cam Talbot has been really solid behind a really good structured team all year. But which which can be better than average or better than the other uh, when push comes to shove? I think it can be flurry, even if night one didn't go particularly well for him. I think it's over. It's an overreaction after night one. Um, I, I'm I'm with Kathy. Never really count out flurry after the first game, but it depends if it's you know which which version of Mark Andre Flurry in the playoffs are you getting? Are you getting the guy who lost his job to Tristan mm-hmm. Jerry, or, or sorry, not to Matt Murray, or are you getting? the guy who dragged the golden Knights to the Stanley cup finals in their first season. It, but they were good guys. After- yeah. He, he is very much a goaltender where you have to, it's like the stock market, maybe where you have to like read when it's going to fall off the cliff or when it's about to, yeah. uh, you know, spike or whatever. He's the type of guy that just like really trends up and down and you can catch a wave with him or you can put all your eggs in one basket and it can burn you. So maybe, maybe this is that situation, but I, th- I think that spike could be around the corner. Yeah, see, okay. Here's another example of why Sam is 100%, 100% accurate. That should be on the shirt. Because literally, like, okay, it is not talked about enough how Marc-Andre Fleury ruined the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets were, were literally, like, destined to make the Stanley Cup final that year. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone oh, was following yeah. them. 
And then okay. one Mark Andre Fleury said, "You will not score. You will not pass." And they lost, and everyone was shocked. And literally, Mark Andre Fleury willed that team. So to Sam and Justin's point, it just comes down on: Do we believe that Fleury has it in him to do that again in the playoffs? Or do you kind of read the tea leaves and maybe switch up a little bit? I, I agree with everyone else. I do think it's a little, a little of an over, overreaction is because we have seen Flurry have that ability to literally shut things down and give his oper- give his team a chance to score. And Minnesota has the offensive threats to do so. Um, yeah. So after game one, I think it's way too early to just, just write it off. And, and if I'm Minnesota, I'm banking on that Flurry coming out at some point. And then maybe that is what can, and, you know, actually so send you to a deep playoff run. Who knows? You know, it's crazy, too. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, not in the playoffs. A lot of questions to be asked about their core and everything else going forward from coaching on down. That series, that time against the Vegas Golden Knights, that's the best they had ever looked in the last time many years. And I really thought that they were going to go far. And they have not Same. been able to replicate that ever since. No. Omar has a point. Marc-Andre Fleury ruined the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we don't talk about that enough and i'm yeah. very glad you brought that up on zone time yeah yeah it's wild man and again like the seeing like what the jets were before and then what they are now and hearing all like the the post season quotes and stuff and all the other stuff and all paul maurice knew paul, paul maurice, maurice uh, yeah i'm with cuthbert too man. paul maurice knew yeah. something was up you paul can't maurice tell knew. me that man said you know what I re- like, I really want to just be alone fishing for the next how many months. He knew he couldn't get anything out of that core. He did yep. everything he could. Mm-hmm. Something was up with that. Something was up with that team. He knew. And he said, I need to get the hell out of here. You know Something is knew? up with that. Team. Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Dustin I was about Bufflin to say, yes. Oh, yeah. Something 100%. was up with that yeah. team. There's something up with that Winnipeg Jets team, man. I used to be mm-hmm. big believers in them. Something up. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. Doing this. Something smells. I'm, for people or audio listeners, I'm doing a stank face because something stank. <laughs> Last one. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes can live with Antti Ranta as their starting goalie for the rest of the playoffs. See, uh, I, go ahead. Um, I, I don't think that's an overreaction. I watched the beginning of that of that game and just watching Boston just live in Carolina's end. And just like seeing like how frantic things were, and I'm like, wow, okay, this like it, it's like you know when you watch those games where like a team is just like going and going and going, and it's like eventually like one goal is gonna go, and then the, the dams is going to break. Exactly. And I think for a team like Carolina that has this system, I think they can still do it, even if it's anti ranch the entire way. I think we've seen this Carolina Hurricanes team, you'll know, overcome things. Maybe not in the same stratosphere as this, but I think they've they've done enough so far to get the benefit of the doubt. And again, I believe in their players. I believe in the system that they have. And I believe that they're not going to take, I guess, this goaltending situation. And for lack of better words, use it as an excuse, I guess, to, to give up on a series or lose a series. So, yeah, I, I think that they can still do it. We know whether it's anti Ranta in net, whether it's Frederick Anderson in net, I think they have the, the players in the system to get it done either way. Yeah, I've said it a million times. I think Carolina protects its goaltenders better than any other team, save mm-hmm. for maybe Colorado. Um, it doesn't really matter who's in net sometimes. Uh, and I, but I, looking back last, it wasn't two years, just last year, I guess, with Alex Nedeljkovic. And I, when I was watching him, I was realizing like he's actually not good enough to win this. <laughs> like he's not. 
his numbers are great, but something's not Damn. like this doesn't really make sense. It do, doesn't make sense that he's rocking a 935 save percentage. Like what, what is going on? It's because they insulate their goaltenders really well, but in mm-hmm. the end, he wasn't good enough. And I don't know if anti-rant is good enough. I haven't seen anti-rant to play enough hockey in the last couple of years to really know for sure. I think it might come back to bite them, but I also think they could live with pretty average goaltending for a really long time until they're really tested by uh, whoever it might be in Boston, you know, they were good for the first half of the game, but they didn't really test them the way Carolina needs to be tested in order to beat a goaltender like anti So I think they can go a little pretty far, but I think they're going to need Freddie back eventually. Okay. Did you know Carolina outscored Boston 21 to two in their four regular season meetings this year? Wow. 21 to two. Pretty wild. That yeah. is insane. Yeah. Maybe they should have tried to win that last game so they could fit. They could have faced us instead. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> I'm knocking on so much wood. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Was a You're joke. Anyway, he wood? promised to keep his composure, and then he just did that. Little, <laughs> it was. Right I don't know there. what that was at the end. Little, yeah, right. Like there. a self drum roll thing. I don't know. What that <laughs> Considering the contents of this episode with moaning, I don't know about knocking on wood here. I think you're teetering a little too close to explicit content here. We need to. We need to behave ourselves. It's an innuendo full, full episode here. Something oh, absolutely. Like I said, Justin, I know you're a Brampton man, so I know how things go down, but I did not expect you to, to tip the boat, my guy. Oh, my God. This episode is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yes, you evidently <laughs> do. Evidently you do. Okay. We've done enough uh, here on Zone Time for this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, provided uh, the powers that be don't think we're too saucy to do these episodes. Uh, but hey, maybe people like us being saucy. Uh, but maybe we shouldn't overdo it anyway. Uh, thank you. Check out In the Mentions with Omar. Check out the broadcast with Sam and the rest of the crew there. Check out the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast with Justin Cuthbert. Uh, I, I, I know Rehef is not doing stuff with Yahoo, but she has her own show with Game Over with the SDPN. So we got we to gotta show her some love as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Avery's covering the, uh, the Oilers King series. So we got to show him some love too. Uh, doing this great work follow, for, uh, the great follow news. ahead, great follow ahead ahead of this playoff round. Low Absolutely, man, Avery's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, listen, man, if Mike Smith does that again, <laughs> I, think <Avery> would... <laughs> I think Avery would delete his account. <laughs> Yo, the the amount of tattoo that would be flying oh. at, at that arena. You're just gonna hear Mike Smith do something. You're just gonna hear uh. Uh, expletive <laughs> come through the mic and everyone's gonna be like oh, what was that God. like oh and i just gonna nod our head like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, all right we've done enough we'll be back next week uh here's to ray ferrara moaning one more time <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.